This is Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and on Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. I am Jillian, and as ever, I am here with Abigail, and we are ready to talk some wrestling. Are you ready to talk some wrestling? (laughs) I, you know, I haven't been ready for most things about my day, but this, this I am ready for. Super ready. I I feel honored. Yeah, me too, just to be here. So, as usual, we'll, I guess we'll go in order to start with SmackDown from, mm-hmm. uh, well, November 11th, I guess. Smack it down. And we knew that was a big match coming. It was the Usos versus the New Day, and they were, the Usos were defending their title and their chance at being the longest reigning WWE Tag Team Champions in history. Pride was on the line. As Wade Barrett said, this is a match to decide who's the greatest tag team of all time. How do you feel about how this one turned out? I um, I really, you know, despite ever having never made a correct prediction on this show, I have such confidence in my predictions. And I was just shocked. Absolutely shocked. I... I was, <laughs> I was shocked too, and I was sad because I love the Usos. I do, but like I really wanted New Day to win. Like I love the yes. New Day more than I love the Usos. It was like watching two very good friends have a terrible fight. Yeah, everyone to win and no one to win all at the same time. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I did you happen to notice? Um the shirt that they were wearing the new day i don't know if both kofi and um i can only think of him by his actual name austin creed what's his wrestling name savior thank you xavier woods is wearing did you see the shirt i don't i don't know if i did what was the shirt remind me so there was like it was like classic sort of new day you know cartoony characters on a shirt and it was like Mm -hmm cartoon Kofi and cartoon Xavier and then the in the sunshine was Big E's face Aww. it was amazing it was so cute I don't know if you can buy that shirt I didn't actually look but it was adorable I and then we could. that's like Teletubby style I know that's exactly what I thought of <laughs> and then we had the Usos in their little crop tops so mm-hmm. I liked the crop looking tops. good looking good as always yeah um, should we I would like to... should we bring back crop tops for men? What do you think about that? I think they're already or just back. the Usos. I think they're back. Yeah, they probably are. I think I feel like they are from what I've seen on the TikToks and <laughs> the the other things I've seen in the world. I think they're back, but I don't know. I feel like I they know. came back at some point. I stay off the TikToks, so I miss a lot of what the youth are doing. But I think it's okay. It's probably for the best. It sucks you in real hard. <laughs> so I have two questions about this match. Okay. One is a more, I guess, general question inspired by the match regarding how matches are presented. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, or how they're tagged. I'm not sure of the right word. The other one 
is more match specific? Which would you like me to ask first? Maybe let's um, start with the general and then move to the specific, if that makes sense. It does. Okay. It's narrow. So they often say like undisputed heavyweight champion or undisputed United States champion, undisputed tag team champions. Now, I know what undisputed means, but I, in this, in this context, Yes, you do. Yes, you do. In this context, it sort of confuses me because I'm like, isn't it constantly under dispute? Isn't that the whole point of wrestling? It's like all you're doing is disputing your right to retain this title because people are coming at you all the time. I just find the undisputed part really funny. So the undisputed doesn't refer to the dispute on a weekly or monthly basis, although it absolutely, yes, they're constantly disputed. Yeah. Um, it refers to the, to the fact that there used to be more than one top belt. Oh. So you've got um, a world heavyweight champion and a universal champion. Um, okay. And I think, I think bef that, you know, that comes from the time before the brands were well, it comes from a lot of things, right? It comes from different wrestling federations going away and coming together. It comes from the brands being like not thought of really as brands. Like, you know, when Raw and SmackDown are just two shows and anybody shows up and then there's like the brand thing where we're now you're going to be drafted to Raw or SmackDown that we didn't do that for a while and then we're going to do it again. Um, right. So when that happens, if you want to bring together these titles and just have like one top title you've got a unified or an undisputed i always want to say unified which to me makes more sense but you've got like an undisputed champion because they've basically like they've got the number one thing whether they won it when it was two belts and unified it or they've just had that unified title going forward it's undisputed oh wow it's clunky i don't love it but that was so thorough though I've been practicing. Thank you so much. That's <laughs> that was really impressive. Thank you. Wow. Second question then. Okay. Now this is probably a very simple answer and I'm I could I guess answer it in my in my asking, but like theoretically. Hmm. And this would not have been the honorable way to go. But theoretically, this wasn't a no DQ match. So theoretically, mm -hmm. the Usos could have just done something to got to get themselves disqualified and retained, yes. right? They 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 yeah. wouldn't even had to have go through the whole match. But it's probably like an honor thing, right? Like, I don't think that that's the kind of heels that that they want to be. You know, I think that's definitely a heel move to get yourself yeah. disqualified. I mean, we've seen sure. it a bunch of times. But I, I think when you think about like, you know, they're like, they're kind of angry, not Jimmy as much. Jimmy is like the sunshine to Jay's storm cloud, but you know, like they're, I think they're very insistent about their legacy. Like that's part of their story is that they come from this incredible wrestling legacy. It's in their bloodline. Literally that's where the bloodline comes from. So to me, it, it would feel very incongruous for them to to rely on stuff like, especially for a match of that magnitude. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When bragging rights are really on the line. Yeah. I, 
now watch like next week that will happen or something and I will have <laughs> egg on my face. But that's that's my theory. I, I agree. I think that makes sense. It was something that I had thought of in the moment. I'm like, why don't they just get themselves disqualified? That's but yeah, that's not thought. That's not the hero's way, right? Mm-mm. And you can, I think you can be a shady dick and, you know, still pursue the hero's way. So. I agree. I think there's Especially a lot of shady that. dicks out there too. <laughs> <laughs> they should call it the undisputed shady dick belt. That'd be would it never mind <laughs> ask more questions about the belt no I'll stop. no i'm not taking any more questions about <laughs> the belt you. at this time no notes uh, that's all i had about that match i guess the only other thing i wanted to say about that match is it's not during the match it's like when roman is going to finally like praise them for doing a good job <laughs> but Okay, first he gets interrupted, which is so sad. Like, no, like tell them they did a good job. Don't like acknowledge them. I want you to acknowledge them. But also mm -hmm. like, don't make them work for it. Don't tease them. Like you're not going to say they did a good. He's so mean. Yeah. He's I, like the I worst like... leader. <laughs> well, and when Jay like hugged him. Yeah. That was very fraught. Yeah. And when they said, I love you. And he was just like, yeah, whatever, babe. I don't care. <laughs> Jeez, you're like every bad boyfriend anyone has ever had, but you're their cousin and their boss, which somehow makes it so much worse. They can't leave he you. Is, he is a bad boyfriend. I always he find is. it really strange, too. I didn't really write this down, but now that we're talking about it, I just think about like Paul Heyman's like comportment toward Roman Reigns all the time. He's like this weird little troll that like... Yes is like very simpering and it's very strange because I'm not used to ever seeing him like that. Like he's always has a lot of bravado and like, but like when he was with, you know, he was Brock Lesnar. Yeah. With Brock Lesnar. He wasn't like that. I know there's like a different dynamic, right? He's like, yeah. Yeah. Tribal chief, etc. Um, But this leads me to another question that I had actually, which came to me later in the show but it's relevant now if you don't mind my asking. Yeah, yeah, of course not. Do you know how Paul Heyman came to be with Roman Reigns? Did you see how that formed? Yeah, I've got vague recollections because it was a while ago, and you know I've got a brain like a sieve. But um, so, you know, he, Brock Lesnar was a Paul Heyman guy, and then, Paul Heyman, I, if I'm remembering this correctly, turned on him and went for the hot new bombshell in the villa, <laughs> Roman Reigns. Okay. And, um, you know, they've been together forever since. Okay. So there wasn't, like, some giant event. I mean, the fact that, like, whatever. There was a betrayal. Yeah. But it wasn't, okay. It wasn't some long, drawn-out thing that... Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. That's probably inaccurate. You know, we're probably going to get a flood of uh, commentary about how, um, you know, we don't know anything. And I just want to reassure anyone who sends us that criticism that that's accurate. That's absolutely and, accurate. And also we don't care. Right. That That is another big component <laughs> is that we are really happy to be this ignorant. So don't rain on our parade and we won't rain on yours. It's, the, it's fun to talk about. It is. 
Okay, now I'm done with that match. <laughs> well, then if let's you move ha- on. It's time. No, if you if you have more, you go ahead. I just I no, I'm have ready. run out of. Okay, totes ready. Um, I was going to jump ahead a bit. I mean, in between, we saw a few things happening, but I was going to mm-hmm. jump ahead to the six pack challenge. Totally fine with me. Um, I do want to make a note that I was excited to see Shinsuke. Um, yeah, me too. Always excited for that. Always excited. I, I thought the SmackDown World Cup was kind of fun, like that they're running. Yeah. I think that's fun. That's just a side note. but um, It's like the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> Without the transphobia. <laughs> super pissed that Shinsuke lost because I'm always pissed when Shinsuke loses. I know. Me too. <sighs> anyway, okay. So the six-pack challenge, we had Liv Morgan, Shotzi, Lacey Evans, Sonia Deville, Raquel Rodriguez, Zia Lee. Right? Is that six? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. That's six. You got it. Uh, I laughed really hard at one point. Wade Barrett just said, Shotzi's a weirdo. <laughs> he calls him like he sees him. And that's what I love about him. I did try to pay more attention to what Wade Barrett was saying last week since you were bringing up such gems. And I was like, if Abigail really loves this person so much, I should probably pay close attention. Yeah, I mean, when he's integrated into our lives, it'll be awkward if you haven't taken an interest in him. So. I know. For sure. I know. I'll be really sorry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did what did you think of this match? Um, you know, I think this is a case where for me I kind of want to like I want to separate the match from its outcome and that I liked the match and I was engaged and entertained and I thought we saw some great wrestling and some good spots um I guess at the end I was like is is this the big reveal is this what we're doing it's shots okay all right yeah I was confused and like kind of happily surprised I guess like I liked that it because I was like okay, it's going to be Liv Morgan. They're going to give her another shot at Ronda or it's going to be Sonya Deville. Like that, I, any other outcome I couldn't even imagine. And then Shotzi won. And for a second I was like, is that an accident? Like, did they mean not mean to do that? And she like pinned her. Because I know things like that can happen. Things like that have happened. But it's Shotzi. I was just, I was shocked to see. That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, just imagine if it was a mistake and she just gets her, like, quietly gets her little tank and drives away. <laughs> we don't talk about that anymore. Sadly shoots a t-shirt out of the yes. cannon. But I had a thought about that, though. I was like, you know, I wonder if something's going to happen to Shotzi before Survivor Series mm. where she doesn't actually get to wrestle. They're just like, JK, we're actually going to have, you know, Liv or someone else take the spot. Like, I was really surprised by the whole thing. Yeah, I so I feel like I don't really have a beef with Shotzi. I don't know her that well yet. I find her a little annoying, but I've come to realize it's not that I genuinely find her annoying. It's that she reminds me very superficially of Misfit, who I only ever saw on uh, Shimmer Wrestling DVDs. It's an all-women's promotion, and... She's not mischief and that's not her fault. They do completely different things, but like, you know, it makes me sad because she's not her. But I guess I wondered if if we're going to do that thing where Shotzi gets taken down and she's just a weird placeholder or are we just buying time for someone else to come back? Like we've got to keep Rhonda busy and everyone else busy until someone that we actually want Rhonda to have a rivalry with comes back. Like Charlotte. Like Charlotte or 
Becky or oh, who knows, right? Because the mm-hmm. you know the gates are wide open right now. Who knows who could turn up? Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I guess I I kind of thought this thing with Shayna would move forward more quickly to her and Rhonda not being a hundred percent aligned. But I think it's better storytelling if it doesn't. We just kind of yeah. ride that out for a little bit. So I'm still very much looking forward to the day that Shayna Baszler pounds Ronda Rousey into the mat. Yep, here for it. Down for it. I need it. I've requested it. Put that in the letter to dad. I will. Uh, dear dad, what's going on with the six pack challenge? We're confused. <laughs> there Here's were no beers. There were no beers. Not a single one. <laughs> it, it was a good match. But at the end, I was, was like, what's what's happening? What are we doing? Yeah, I I am. I feel like I am rarely surprised by wrestling. Now, there are moments surprised in the sense of like when there's not like a secret reveal or like something yes. you know yes the amazingness when they um during royal rumble when fun surprise people come out but like mm-hmm. this surprised the shit out of me. <laughs> i i i don't know i find it kind of enjoyable i mean i like shotzi just fine i don't i'm not like like it really is the little tank that makes me happy to see her Damn, um, that's what i love about her do you know what she reminds me of? And I have no, I have absolutely no reason for her to remind me of this, but isn't there a character in Jesus? It's some John Waters movie. Wasn't there a character named Hatchet Face? Yes, there is a character named Hatchet Face in Crybaby. A Crybaby. Okay. I thought it was Crybaby. For some reason, Shotzi reminds me of Hatchet Face, even though they don't really look anything alike. I don't know what it is. It's just that's who I think of. Well, she's like a pretty version of Hatchet Face. Like if Hatchet Face had a pretty sister, she could be Shotzi. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know. It's just every time I see her, I think of Hatchet Face. <laughs> Which is really weird because I've never seen Crybaby. Oh, my goodness. I, I feel like when we were in high school, Crybaby used to air late at night on USA all the time. Really? I'm surprised I never saw it because I went a long time with a bad crush on Johnny Depp, but... That ship has sailed and burned and sunk into the ocean. It's fallen off the edge of the earth. (laughs) Just how AJ Styles said it would. He was right. (laughs) Um, That's all I had about the six-pack match. So I guess this isn't 100% related. It's not at all related to the six-pack match. (laughs) But it was sort of awkwardly wedged into the beginning of the six-pack pack match where it's like we're going to have the six pack challenge here is la knight he's gonna do some stuff i was like what are you what are you doing get out of here this isn't your time and i find that like i'm starting to find him really irritating and having him punctuated by bray wyatt like (laughs) makes it worse it's like there's a man shouting over another man who is already (laughs) shouting at me and i was like please stop please stop I did make a note about that, but I was kind of afraid to read it because it does reference think, something we talked about last week. Okay, I hope that it's the same thing that I wrote down, but you go first. I wrote, <laughs> Bray could see all that rage boiling inside LA Night. It was hot dog water he saw boiling. <laughs> anyway. You are incorrigible. Um, what was your, I wrote what was down. Your... I wrote down uh, what I think is quote of the night from L.A. Night. Um, yes. Stick your puppets anywhere that gives you pleasure. 
I am going to shame that kink because I don't think that orifices stuffed with puppets are okay for cable television. If that makes me a prude, so be it. Keep your puppets out of orifices during my programming, please. I'm with you on that one. I shame that kink with you. That's fine. Shame that kink. So, yeah, L.A. Knight was just, like, shouty and weird. And so I guess now Bray has someone to wrestle. Is that what we're seeing? You know, he's got a lot of emotional things to deal with. And I guess L.A. Knight does, too, having just gone through that weird identity crisis with his maybe sister and some male models. So, you know, they can work it out on each other. But just remember, Bray Wyatt is not a man who likes to talk about his emotions, except when he does nonstop. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to move on. Perfect. So there was a match between BFAB and Zelina Vega. Sorry. Mm. There was supposed to be a match between BFAB and Zelina Vega. An attempt was made. And then, so we, they had been showing promos with like these Viking folk for a while. Like, them sitting around a fire and talking or something and the viking raiders have reappeared and they have sarah logan with them yes sarah logan a good wrestler i never really got into her i never had strong feelings either i think she's fine i'm I'm happy she's back you know i'm happy for her that she's back and i am happy to uh see what she's gonna do she is married to one of the viking raiders oh for real yeah um the the less bulky viking raider is her husband i didn't know that and i think they do like a lot of viking stuff in their real life like it's a a thing for them like i don't think (laughs) viking reenactment is the right word but i that that's the impression and maybe they don't anymore but i think like they had a viking themed wedding I have so many questions. Wow. I didn't know that was, of course it's a thing. I mean, everything's a thing, but I'm just wondering like what kind of activities they would get up to. Do you think they do like axe throwing and I hope so. They have like a canoe with like a really impressive front part. Mm -hmm. What are those things called? You know, the front part when there's like, sometimes it's a lady. I I want something else. I want to say the mast, but that's not what that is. The mast is something else. If anybody knows, maybe you could ask dad in this week's letter. Dear dad. He doesn't know boat parts. He probably has a big yacht. Right? I don't know. The front part of his yacht is like a bust of a Prow! It's a prow. Did you look it up? No, it just came to me. But I'm sure the prow of his yacht is HBK. And that's a beautiful (laughs) tribute to friendship. And if I had a yacht, the prow on my yacht would be you. Oh, wow. It would actually have to be me, though, because (laughs) what else am I going to do? My yacht would be a dinghy, too. So I I kind of vaguely remember Viking Raiders, like very Mm -hmm. vaguely years ago. I I don't know. They're just kind of like general tag team smashy guys, right? Like, was there anything dynamic or special, especially like interesting about them? So they are pretty, and I haven't had that much experience with them either. But what I remember is that they are surprisingly agile 
for real big dudes like they're big dudes okay. who can go um unlike okay. braun Strowman, who's not into the flippy floppers or flippy mm-hmm. flippers or whatever he said um like they are big guys who can do a lot of different things like yes they've got a power game they can do the smash but they also can like pull out some moves that will surprise you and make for a pretty cool match okay all right well that's good to know i'll I'll pay attention for that yeah i i think it's cool like you know we don't have other people representing viking culture in professional wrestling that i know of so you know i'm open to it yeah me too all right Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see where this goes. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any more notes about much else. Was excited to see fellow countryman Drew McIntyre. Yes, and reunited with Seamus. I know. Bros to the end. It's funny because I, I don't know if I've said this before, but whenever they start playing one or the other's music, it always takes me a minute to realize which one it is because there's it's very bagpipey all around. I'm so glad you said that because I was like confused about it and I got made fun of to within an inch of my life. And I was like, look, it's basically the same. Who made fun of you? Well, I only live with one absolute asshole. So that narrows it down. It was my husband. I'm going to come over there. Honey, when you listen to this, I don't really think you're an asshole. Everyone knows I'm the asshole in our relationship, (laughs) but... In this moment, I was persecuted. He's on notice. He's on notice. Did you, um, when you saw Seamus, I don't know if you had the same thought that I did, but was that he did nothing on his honeymoon but, like, lift weights and eat raw hamburger? (laughs) He looked, like, big and powerful to me, and maybe I just haven't seen Seamus in a week, so I got confused, but I was like, you look ripped. What's happening? He looked kind of the same to me. I don't know. I, I... Was it the hat? Was it the suspenders? It was the suspenders. They emphasize, maybe. <laughs> maybe it was. I don't know. It could be. I don't know. He was in his, like, partially Polly from Rocky uniform. Like, if he'd just put on the coat, he would have been Polly. He likes to do a little bit of the Peaky Blinders cosplay. And, you know, that's for every man to decide for himself. People were so excited to see him back, though. I, I like Seamus. I was excited, too. Yeah, they got quite a reaction. So I guess that that raises a question for me. Um, So we have these dudes at Survivor Series then, right? So it'll be like the Usos, Solo Sokoa, Sammy, and Roman. There's five right there. And then, but on the, right now for Brawl and Brutes, we just have Drew and the three Brutes, right? So they need a fifth. We need a fifth brute. Okay, so I didn't miss We need one. a brute squad. <laughs> oh, Andre. Andre. Aww. I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know who we'll put in there. Like, one thing I, I've been thinking about is that we've kind of been doing a good job of naturally and organically bringing together people to form these teams, especially with the women's match, I feel like. You know, it's not one of those things where we're going to have to have four weeks of excruciating six man tags to build a narrative that these people like each other and hate other people. (laughs) I get so tired of the six man tag. Oh, my God. It's like uh, we didn't do our homework again. You know what that means? Six man tag. (laughs) But 
I'm very curious to see who that um, outstanding brute will be. They didn't, I don't think they mentioned it at all. So I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward. I, do you have any guesses of who it could be? Oh, I really don't. Like, I mean, I don't think they have any friends but each other. Did anybody help out Drew during any matches that weren't brutes? Drew doesn't have any friends except us. That sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll do something like they'll bring somebody who used to be in NXT UK. Uh, That's okay. where we got Pete from, or, you know, Butch. I should get used to calling him Butch, but he'll always be Pete Dunn to me. Well, to you and Kevin, the Irish guy, he also called him Pete once. I don't know if you heard that, caught that. That was Kevin, really funny. Kevin's been mad slipping on things. Really? Yeah, there were a couple things, and I just thought it was funny. Like, I don't care if he gets things wrong because, you know, I am the queen of getting things wrong. But there it doesn't like bother me things. either, but it's fun, to, it's fun to hear when he was like, Pete. It's like, who's Pete? It took me a second to, like, process it because I only knew his name used to be Pete because of you. Yeah. So. He um do you remember what his like like I don't know if you call it his gimmick or whatever but do you remember when he was the bruiser weight? I do not. It's like the cleverest thing ever because he's like cruiser weight size. Mm -hmm. But he's a bru he's the bruiser weight. That is pretty good. It's like don't take that away from him. I also have always I mean I've always really liked him. But I used to follow him on Instagram. I don't remember if I do anymore. And he had a kid in the last couple of years and he captioned one of his photos with his daughter as the, they were bruiser mates. And I really <laughs> thought that was adorable. So, Oh my gosh. That's so cute. It's like, you're talented and you're a great human being. Keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. You're my bruiser mate. Oh, thanks. This is a very loving show, and it is. if you don't bring up hot dog legs, it can stay that way. Well, I can't make any promises. I know. That's you to a T. That is all I had for SmackDown. Well, then I think it's, uh, it's time for everybody <laughs> to get raw. I'm committed to it now. I was wondering if that's where you're going to go. Yeah. So I am wanting to talk about the Bobby Lashley extravaganza. Yes, it's, it's um, Bobby time. So last week, they were wrestling, and like sure were. <laughs> I noticed Bobby had this like stripe of paint on his chest, and I was like, "How did he get that paint on his chest?" And then I didn't think anything of it. And then last night on Raw, he had this giant piece of like medical tape over top of it because apparently his peck just like split the fuck open i don't know it was horrible it's one of those things where like the clear bandage over it looked so gross and horrifying but i realized how much more gross and horrifying it would be without its neat little plastic cover ew like how did it happen i it's like i want i i almost want to go back to last week's episode and watch and see like when it happens because i because it wasn't like oozing blood it was just like this red stripe on his chest so it's like did his skin just split was it a scrape what the hell is going on i think it's a scrape the way it looks it <sighs> looks like he skimmed off a layer of epidermis it looks very painful terrible absolutely terrible 
Um, I also noticed something about Bobby Lashley that I've never seen before, and now I can't unsee it. It's all I see every time I look at him. Do tell. Same side of his body, left, like upper pec shoulder area. He has a vein. Oh yeah, yeah. Is it like a varicose vein? Like it's so. It's like spaghetti. <laughs> it's like the mark of the beast. I I hate seeing it. It makes me so like thinking about it is freaking me out. Like it's so gross. So like, I know that like when you work out and stuff, you can get veiny, right? Like that's a get thing. Vascular. I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why that happens exactly, but like, are our veins? Do they do that? Like. Like, do I have that same vein just, like, under my skin waiting to pop? Or did that vein go horribly awry? Are you asking me if your veins are enemies lying in wait to betray you? Because that's what I'm hearing. And the I answer mean, is, I think yes. Like, they I feel like most out. parts of my body are waiting to betray me. So, oof. That's the middle years. That's, <laughs> yikes. But, yeah, I think that's just a hazard of weightlifting because, like, yeah. Or not weightlifting, but being a bodybuilder because Batista has or had in the past some vein issues like that. Did he? I don't remember. Yeah, it's gross. It was really gross. I was always too distracted by his belly button tattoo. It's fair, you know. Love him. I actually love him too. Uh, so do great. I love to see him wrestle? Not really, but do I love who he is as a human being? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I do. Namesies. I was always happy to see mm -hmm. Batista. Yeah. Um, so I've decided that Bobby Lashley has a move that's one of my favorite moves in wrestling right now. I don't know what it's called. I don't know that it has a name, but I really enjoy it because it looks so, like, brutal and it looks mm -hmm. very real. And it's when he's outside the ring and he runs and, like, has someone, like, he's holding them, like, horizontally to him. Yes. And he, like, smashes them into the ring post and then they, like, fall over onto the ground. And he'll do it like over and over again. He just like smashes them into the ground and lets them drop or into the ring post and lets them drop onto the ground. I don't know if it's a ring post because it's not technically, it's like the outside part of the ring. I guess it's still a ring post. Um, yeah. I love it because it just looks really painful and it's, effective. It's very intense. Yeah, I agree with you. But I really enjoy that. It's like my favorite move right now. I also, look, Bobby Lashley is never going to be my favorite wrestler, but I like Bobby Lashley, and I'm happy to see him when he's around. Um, I think his spear is excellent, and I am kind of a spear aficionado. Because you I are. think it's Well, it's one of those simple moves that you can put your own spin on, but also I think is probably pretty easy to make look cool. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously, he's a tank of a man. His spear is going to look great. But I do appreciate, like, the way he does it. Like, he gets some lift. He's he's into it, you know? Yeah. He's good at what yeah, he does. I, he's good at the big man style of wrestling. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying him. Before, I kind of didn't give two craps about him. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, Bobby Lashley. But now I'm kind of interested. I'm a little yeah. more invested. I like his uh, frustration. I like his rage. Like, he's done being nice. He's super pissed. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of ragey people going on lately. Like Austin Theory had yeah. a rage fest. He sure shit did. As well, which we'll I guess we can get to in a little bit. There's some things to talk about in between those things. It's like a rage sandwich. Did you have anything else you wanted to add about that match? Um, 
just that I I feel like Mustafa deserves more than being caught between Bobby Lashley, his feelings, and Seth Rollins. Yeah. I'm interested to see I'm interested to see where this goes for him. Because it's like suddenly this crazy crowded US title picture, right? Like Yeah. Seth's got it. Bobby wants it. Austin Theory wants it. Mustafa Ali wants it, but he really just wants to prove something. You know, like it's it's a very interesting, you know, for a title that, and we can talk about this more later when we get to the the Austin Theory thing that we want to talk about. Like for a title that's not the prestige title, it's pretty interesting how heated the the field is around it now. I have to wonder if any other wrestler held that title if this would be happening. Like, I don't know that it would because you know. Seth Rollins is the one to beat all the time. Yeah. Always and forever, it seems. So I was kind of, well, I want to say this now because I didn't, I don't think I wrote it down and I'm afraid I'll forget later. So I'm going to say it so I don't forget. I, I think it would be interesting if Seth Rollins lost the title. So then he could focus on, well, see, I don't know that he could. I'm not sure how much cross branding they're doing. Like, yeah. Like well, if he could focus on trying to take down Roman Reigns, I think that would be really fun. But if you are undisputed, you're really not, you know, technically, you're not subject to the boundaries of brands. That's true. Oh. I'm never going to remember that. You'll have to probably tell me that 500 times. I'll make you some flashcards. Don't worry. Thanks. Um, so... A few, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'd like to talk about Miz. Yeah, I would too. And his quote unquote apology. <laughs> the Mizpology. It's a cardigan. That was my favorite line of the whole evening. Um, it, it, The Mr. Rogers cardigan was the star. It, it absolutely was the star. Um, I also realized that very large men look kind of strange in cardigans. Yes. <laughs> like, especially like buttoned up. I don't know if it would have looked different yeah. if you had it like hanging open. I love a grandpa sweater. Me too. And that was a particularly grandfatherly cardigan. Um, yes. But yeah, it it does look strange because it's all like tight. It's like, like yeah, snug it's on like him. fitted because he's yeah. a big dude. Yeah. Can you explain to me, and maybe I missed this, right? So, once again, Miz is publicly humiliated by Johnny Gargano, right? He's going to claim that kink. (laughs) I hope he does. He should at some point. (laughs) Um, And they said, like, in two weeks, going to fight Dexter Loomis. Mm -hmm. And if you lose Miz, you've got to pay him, and he gets a contract. Okay, so... At first, my brain's like, well, obviously, that's what's going to happen, right? Loomis is going to join the roster. But my other question is, do they mean this is a match at Survivor Series, or do they just mean two weeks on Raw? Well, that's a really good question. What's the date for Survivor Series? You'd think I'd know this, being the co-host of a wrestling. It's two weeks from Saturday. It's the Mm. Saturday after Thanksgiving, so the 26th? Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, I don't know if they meant post. I have no okay. idea. 
I really don't. But it sounds like they might put that on the card for Survivor Series. But I don't I don't know the answer to that question. Okay. It's not that critical. I was just curious. Um, I haven't, like, I've, like, looked at the Survivor Series page on the WWE website, and they do mm-hmm. not have the card even really, like, well, they have one thing, and then they have, like, look at these old matches from 10 years ago. And it's like, <laughs> okay, gang, once again, the school bus is almost to your house to pick you up. <laughs> we need you to get your homework done. Like, you can see the lights over the hill. When they put on the flashers to stop, it is yes. time to do your homework. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else would you like to say about Mrs. Ms. Pology? So, do you ever do you ever read "Am I the Asshole" on Reddit? I never do. Um, my husband will often read it to me. So I love "Am I the Asshole" because. You know, it's petty and I love advice columns and judgment and things like that. So it kind of taps that. But this feels like (laughs) an am I the asshole post where someone's like, all I did was hire this guy who was down on his luck to do an easy (laughs) job. And when he totally screwed it up, I stopped paying him. And now he's stalking my family and making my life horrible. And then someone who is aware of the situation shows up in the comments and is like, actually, I'm that guy's <laughs> friend. And let me tell you what really happened. I'm like, this is an am I the asshole thread come to life. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I should start reading it. It's pretty fun. I also, I feel like. I mean, this is profoundly stupid, right? This whole thing is profoundly stupid. Yes. But The Miz actually has a great point. Like, this has nothing to do with Johnny Gargano. He's just being a jerk. Nobody really cares about Dexter. Like, this is not getting... It might get him his money. It's getting him a chance at his money. Yeah. I don't know. I It's it's very funny to me because... It, well, we were talking a long time ago about, like, silly storylines that were actually fun. This mm-hmm. is a prime example of that for me. It's yes, it's so stupid. Like I laughed so hard when Dexter Loomis was the cameraman. Yes. <sighs> I also really enjoyed that Johnny was wearing the Ms. Cardigan as he like he picked it up and kept it and like just walked out with it. Like, what is happening? And when the Ms. put on his reading glasses. It's like, oh my goodness. I um so Byron Saxon was in that he was, yeah. Vignette. What's the deal with Byron? He used to be like a straight up like commentator, whatever, and now he's just random backstage dude sometimes. So I think Byron started out trying to be an in-ring performer, and then he ended up doing backstage stuff, and then he graduated to commentary, and now he's back. And I feel like Byron Saxton is a real victim of that period of time when we felt we needed three people on the commentary desk. Mm-hmm. You don't need three people. on the, It's too many. It's too many people. Yeah. Especially when one of those people is Lawler. You mean Lawler Jr., Corey Graves? Oh, God. <laughs> I swear he reminds me so much of old school Jerry Lawler commentary. And I know yeah. he can do better than that, which is why it makes me mad. Yeah. Love that guy in NXT. So so he got kind of demoted then, right? Yeah, I, I think he got, you know, shuffled. And I yeah. would say it probably feels like a demotion. I don't know. Yeah. You it's know, maybe weird, it, like him being backstage. I was like, what's happening? 
Maybe it comes with some other kind of role that he does that makes... I have no idea. Either way, I'm sure he makes way more money than I'll ever see. So Probably. Good for you, Byron. Enjoy yeah, it. Exactly. Get that money, Byron. Get that bag. Um, I don't have anything else about The Miz. Okay, I'm ready to move on, too. 100%. Okay. So I want to jump ahead to, like, basically Austin theory and Dolph Ziggler but yes quick quick pit stop we saw Shelton Benjamin and um my favorite wrestler (laughs) Dominic Mysterio all I wrote about this one is you will be so pissed (laughs) I did I didn't uh, I was just like whatever I was really enjoying him getting his ass handed to him but um I just wrote Dom stops by and like everyone else Shelton thinks Ray should beat his child. <laughs> like Shelton everybody is committed. I'm gonna do. What I mean, you, one I mean, thing. Like, I'm gonna do what your dad couldn't do and kick your ass. Like, wow. One thing I think we're not taking into consideration is they're not endorsing child abuse wholesale. Like, you've never met Dominic Mysterio, and you can't stand him. They've all met him. Okay, there may be a reason why they think an ass kicking is the appropriate solution in yeah. this one very specific case. <laughs> also bless his heart. I need him to come up with like another audience taunt aside from the Eddie Guerrero, like shoulder shake. Like I need another one because he's, he's, he's wearing that one out already. Yeah. He's got to move on. He's got to get worse. Yeah, Cause he's not going to get any more heat for that. Like people might be like, boo the first time, but I think he did it three or four times in that single match. So. You know what I think he's got to do? He's got to tell his father he can't wait for him to join Eddie in hell. Ooh. I think that's what he's got to do. I mean, I felt bad saying it, but I, I think that's that's all that's left to him. Maybe we just put him and Bray Wyatt together and let Bray Wyatt sort it out. Yeah, I like that. They both need something to do. Yes. How do you solve a problem like Dominic and Bray? Maybe this is how. <laughs> I can't imagine. Okay. So I'm going to jump ahead now. Austin Theory and Dolph Ziggler. I am always excited Mm -hmm. to see Dolph Ziggler. He's like one of my favorites. I don't really know why I love him so much. I know you think he's weird. I think you said that before. He's kind of weird or his hair freaks you out or something. I just don't. Okay. (laughs) I think Dolph Ziggler is a great in-ring performer. I think he's excellent on the mic. I think only Dolph Ziggler can look at someone who has semi-recently held a title in his position and all seriousness say like you should have listened to me i could show you something it's like what would you show him how to dominate the mid card except not really for years at a time Dolph. wow Whoa. but that said <laughs> okay that's accurate though that's accurate you came that's in accurate so <laughs> it the is only accurate. actual i like seeing Dolph ziggler around i do the only actual beef i have with him is that he needs to stop bleaching and straightening his hair <laughs> That shit is fried. He is like the ghost of Christmas future for Seth Rollins' hair right now. (laughs) Which keeps getting blonder every time. Yes! (laughs) Oh my gosh, I hate it. It's creeping up his head. It's going to be in his beard before we know it. Like, Dolph, my only beef with you is your hair. And I guess it's not your fault. Just condition and stop heat treating. So there was a moment, um, like they did like a, 
pre-ring sort of chat right before yes. and there was a few things in between and then the match and like when I was watching Dolph Ziggler like talk to Austin Theory backstage he had his like hair back in a ponytail and I had this moment where I was like he's starting to look like Chris Jericho used to look mm, like yeah yeah I can see that like he just had such a Jericho vibe with his like mm -hmm. ponytail and stuff and I was like where's this going but it was a moment that I had also, I would like mm. to throw some shade at Austin Theory's facial hair. It's pretty bad. It looks like someone put glue on his face and then just like shook hair shavings onto it. It looks like he is in a high school production of Oklahoma in a role <laughs> that calls for a beard, but he can't grow one. So they woolly willied one onto his face. <laughs> It's a woolly willy for sure. I think it's way meaner than what I said about Dolph Ziggler. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, okay. So the match, pretty standard, you know, wrestling match. And then all of a sudden he flips his shit and starts beating the holy hell out of Dolph Ziggler. So I think if you're amenable to it, this is a good time to talk about something that I have been reading about all week and am, I am so interested in the discourse around. So, okay. you know, there's a real consensus that having Dolph, cat, not Dolph, I'm so sorry, having Austin Theory cash in for the United States title was a really dumb move. Not just like, oh, he's stupid, but like it was stupid for the storyline to go this way, right? Like it should bad have writing. Been done. Yes, bad writing. Okay. Because okay. it's not the most prestigious title. Okay. And I think it is such a complicated, like, okay. So we are coming out of the end of Vince's poor decisions. Austin Theory was a Vince guy. Mm, okay. And he got the money in the bank when because Vince liked him, but I think like in so many things did not have a concrete plan about where that was going to go or how we were going to deal with it. So I, I don't think it's wrong to say that this was not the best move or a great move, but I also look at the situation. It's like, okay, we gotta get Austin theory away from a title opportunity if he's not going to be that guy if we're not going to pursue making him that guy um i think what he said in his promo about challenging roman when you're really challenging the whole bloodline actually is a good explanation of why he would go for something else if we're going to paint him at all as an intelligent person in this then like he's got to think about things like that he's got to be strategic how I also think he shows up on SmackDown or a pay-per-view and challenges Roman Reigns. There's this whole complicated story swirling around Roman right now. And you inject him into that. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like he really has a chance to win. It feels like, you know, he's going to lose it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what, what is the better way to separate him from that briefcase? This feels to me like a not great, like an inelegant solution to an extremely inelegant problem that probably shouldn't, 
persist too much longer because what are you going to let him hang on to it until the next money in the bank pay-per-view you know like how what do you think like what do you think would have been a better way to solve that problem i don't i don't know on the one hand, I have to say I find it interesting that all of this is going on with the United States Championship just because it's different. Yeah, yeah. Like, I like that aspect of it, but I hadn't really thought about it in the way that you're framing the Austin Theory problem. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe him trying to... Are there any championship matches at Survivor Series? I mean, I'm sure there will be. I have I'm just no wondering idea. if it would have been more interesting at Survivor Series if he would have tried to cash it in. Like, that I that could might see. Have been interesting. Um, but it, it's yeah, it it seemed forced and weird. Mm-hmm. And so ultimately, do you think they're trying? They want to bury Austin Theory? I don't think so because I think I mean I'm not an Austin Theory fan, right? I've been pretty blunt about that, but Mm -hmm. I think what may be happening instead of burying him is trying to rebuild him into something better that works for him. Um, You know, he came out, I thought he cut a decent promo with awkward material, like having him explain the narrative must have been excruciating Mm -hmm. for him doing it, but I thought he handled it well. And then I thought he also did a great job once he was actually in the ring, kind of showing the psychology shift between entitled brat who thinks he's owed something to dude who realizes he's just screwed up a really big opportunity. And it's not 100% his fault, but it's a lot his fault. And now he has to kind of go back to back to square one. Right. So I don't know. To me, like I said, it felt like an inelegant solution to a a naughty thorny problem yeah when is money in the bank usually i have no idea but not for okay. a long time not for a long time i just wonder what, how close it was in proximity to like wrestlemania yeah. i don't know i'm not an austin theory fan either um i don't dislike him he's a good wrestler i just find his bit his shtick his whatever like very unremarkable and very yeah. beige like it's just and there's nothing that stands out about him to me um i really hate the whole a town down thing i hate that so much like i, I hate no it yeah so, what that means oh, i don't either i hate it so much and apparently i was looking i don't know i was looking at some news and He's like changed his name now, I guess. Has he? Well, according to Sportskeeda, um, he confirms his name change. He's now calling himself The Now. Oh, I really hate that. The Now. Missed opportunity to change his name to Austin Practice. <laughs> Huge <laughs> missed opportunity. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what to make of him and I'm not sure what they're gonna do and if they're just gonna keep throwing Dolph Ziggler's at him just to I don't know what, build him up for a a title run for something else? I don't know. 
like if they're trying to salvage it right if they're trying mm-hmm. to salvage him now he's this the now right so now he's going to be super angry heel it seems all the time i don't know where he fits in with anybody else if he's just going to be obsessed with seth rollins now or obsessed with some other i don't know well i guess this it depends on a lot of things right but i i think i can bring this back to the point i was trying to make before because this is the other side of the argument um there's only one undisputed championship right and it's not going to be opportune for anybody who hasn't been baked into the storylines of what's going on there to pursue it Mm -hmm. and you know i think we often maybe not but i think a lot of fans talk about how they want to see more more weight and more prestige given to these titles that are like the transition from the mid card to the main event titles like the inter the intercontinental title and the u.s title you know like Mm -hmm. treat them with more respect so having a heated rivalry where you have four competitors intensely for a variety of motivations competing around that title is not the worst way to do that right right like you're you're giving it some credence so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't know at the end of the day i don't know yeah i i like i said I, i like the novelty of like this all being a big kerfluffle over the united states championship yeah I think that's kind of fun. And I did. I wanted Dolph to win. I knew he wasn't going to win. I mean, obviously he wasn't going to win, but I just thought it would have been funny if Dolph Ziggler had won because I don't think he's been on any sort of title anything for a very long. Was he United States champion? I feel like he was United States champion once. He was. And I I think he had a, a larger belt than that at one point, but it was brief. Yeah, it was a while ago. I just don't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Did you, um... Did you notice that little braid he has hidden under his hair? Is Dolph Ziggler cultivating a rat tail? I did not see the tiny braid in his hair. Like in the back of his head? Yeah, like when his hair would flip up, he had this little braid. I I think your boy's cultivating a rat tail. I I don't like it. I did not love it. But as you know, my enmity with his hair goes way back. (laughs) I know. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw him with his hair actually like with its natural curl. And I feel like it's been a decade at least. It's been a while for sure. I don't have anything else to say about Austin theory. I keep wanting to call him Austin Creed. (laughs) I like that. I'm sorry, Xavier Woods. You're trying to replace him with something better. It's understandable. I guess so. Do you have anything more you want to say about that? The only other thing i want to say is that i really like that when things got out of hand they thought that sending out greg hurricane helms could help solve the problem so you know how they send like the backstage guys out when things get crazy yes well one of those guys was greg helms i don't know who that is do you remember the hurricane it was like a superhero no. like a green outfit his thing I was don't. like a hurricane is coming through um so i mean he just hasn't been around in a long time i think he's retired from in-ring competition but i was just like this is great you you got an actual former superhero to come out here and try to regulate 
I was thinking about that whenever there's like a bunch of random backstage people that just show up to like regulate these things. It's like, why are there guys in suits out here trying to like stop wrestlers from wrestling? Like, shouldn't you have Miz's security team or something? (laughs) Well, okay. To be fair, the Miz Force sucks. But I, I do like the idea that like, oh, no, these crazy powerhouses are high on testosterone and out of control. Let's send the middle aged office guys. They'll be able to shut this shit down right away. I always love it so it's much. Great. It's so funny. There was that part really, really quickly when Austin theory threw that office chair like yeah. across and it landed on Dolph. I was like, Dolph took some serious hits in this match. It looked horrifically painful Dolph has done nothing to deserve that nothing at all are you sure terrible yeah I mean I despite my complaints actually do (laughs) like Dolph and don't want to see him like permanently injured by an office chair god that had to have hurt so much it looked rough last match that I would like to talk about I think it's probably actually it was the last match of the night was the main event with Seth Rollins and Finn Balor it sure was. I was looking forward to this match. Me too. I mean, they're both really good wrestlers and they're fun to watch. I really miss Finn's original theme music from when he Me was the too. demon. Yeah. I really like this new music kind of has some of the same it even sounds like some of the same like chord progressions and stuff, yeah. but it's not the same. It's not. I, I really miss the thing where he would like get up on the, the turnbuckle and like throw his arms out yeah. and you can do it with him at home. Yes. Yeah, I and do, I did yes. frequently. <laughs> I did. I we I saw him. I saw him wrestle live. I mean, we went to a show. I think it was the last WWE show I went to because the people behind us. Mm, yeah, I remember this. And I feel like the people behind them. I don't know. It was right in our vicinity where we were sitting. Decided to get into a fight. Yes. It was and intense. I've been afraid to go to live shows ever since. I mean, COVID aside, I'm still afraid to go to a live show because every other experience I've ever had at a live show has been great. But I swear that one time was just too scary. See, I feel like every time I've ever been to a live show, I have managed to purchase my tickets directly in front of some of the worst people you will ever <laughs> meet on God's green earth. And I mean, maybe I am also some of the worst people. And that's why we're together in that way. But I'm always like, <laughs> where did you people come from? And how soon can you leave? <laughs> I really want to go to a pay-per-view event someday. Like, yeah, like I like I really want to go to the Royal Rumble someday. Like that's the dream. That's the dream. So ugh, anyway, um, I have a question about Finn's outfit choices. Okay. Wondering if you have any thoughts. His little arm sleeves that he wears. Do you think they serve any type of functional purpose? Or do you think they're this just there to look fancy? I think they're largely there to look fancy. But I also wonder if they make his biceps look better. Oh. I wondered if it had anything to do with him making him slipperier. So like harder Ooh. to hold on to. Strategic. I like that. Yeah. yeah I don't. I don't know. Okay. He hasn't like, oh, has he always, I'm trying to think when he was the demon, I guess he wore arm things too. He did. He's always worn arm things, I think. Well, maybe he's self-conscious about his little arms. Maybe. You know, he's got very slender um, ankles. Maybe he's also got slender forearms and he's just like, I gotta, I gotta tuck these away. I don't, he shouldn't hide his light under a basket. Never be shy. No, he should not. Um, side note, Austin Theory comes back. 
He sure does. And has a freak out on Seth. Mm -hmm. And at one point he says, like, I'm not a kid. <laughs> He's not a kid anymore. I keep calling him a kid. I looked him up because I was like, why are they calling this dude a kid? He's got to be in his mid-30s. He's 25. He's the same age as Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio looks to be roughly 17. If you told me that Dominic Mysterio had a wicked chemistry exam in the morning and that was rough because he had driver's ed right after, I'd be like, yeah, that seems believable to me. Yes. Kid's got a baby face. But it his does. father has a baby face. So I've never actually seen his face. He wasn't masked in WCW, at least for part of his WCW tenure. So oh I have gosh. seen the mystery of Mysterio. Was it sad? That seems like it'd be really sad and traumatic. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So Austin Theory is only 25, which I guess would explain the woolly willy. But I just feel like <laughs> he's now christened himself a man. I, th I think that's how they do it. You know, mm -hmm. you have to find an older superior man and attack him and then as you stand over him announce that you're a man and that's what puberty is like for dudes they claimed that kink for sure if that's not accurate um please no one inform me i will prefer to continue to believe that that is how all men achieve puberty i don't want to know about duberty Duberty sounds like a lovable children's <laughs> television character. Like, learn your consonants and vowels with Duberty. <laughs> Explore the human body with Duberty. Um, is there anything you'd like to add about this match? Um, well, I feel like it's a real, you know, Seth and Finn is a real fight forever situation for me. Like, yeah. you guys can just, you can just keep doing this. It's great. Mm -hmm. Um. There was one point where Finn sh sort of shoved Seth into the announce table and the corner of it sort of went into his solar plexus. And I was like, oh, no, will he die? Yeah. <laughs> I was so afraid for him. I know. I was like, that looks horrible. Is he going to have a Houdini moment Yeah, and just die from his injuries? Like right now in front of us. But Oof. yeah, I, I think like I really like how a lot of people are kind of involved in multifaceted dramas right now. Yeah. And I really like all this heel on heel violence. Like let them fight. Yeah. Let I'm them enjoying fight like it too. Kaiju. Yeah. I was kind of surprised. Well, upon reflection, I wasn't that surprised, but I was kind of surprised that the OC came out to help. Yeah. But then I was like, okay, they didn't really come out to help Seth. They came out to right. fuck up Finn. So, that made more sense to me. And I just had to reaffirm that in my brain just now because I'd forgotten. No, that's fair. I mean, I, I think it's like your, your, uh, your enemy's enemy might be your friend. Yeah. Just for a minute or two. Yeah. Um, well, with that, I want to talk a little bit about Survivor Series if you want. Yeah, to. I always want to. I am very ready for Survivor Series. I am very ready for Survivor Series. They showed a little promo. I think it was during Raw. Like yeah, but they explained the rules and stuff. It was so helpful for me because yes, I've seen many a Survivor Series, and I know you explained it to me, but shit, if I could remember. So like, seeing the War Games setup mm -hmm. looks super awesome. That feels more fight pity to me than fight pit, <laughs> <laughs> and the actual fight pit did. All things are fight pit at their very core. 
And we saw Rhea is going to be on the damage control plus Nikki Cross team. Yep. And uh, Mia Yim is on Bianca's team. Yes. And they still need a fifth person. Very intrigued by these possibilities. Do you think it's going to be someone who's like already around or a returning lass? Well, now on team, on team Bianca, we've got Bianca. Yep. Alexa. Yep. Asuka. Yep. And a person we were literally just talking about whose name is now fully escaping me, Mia Yim. So we've got one body left. Yeah. Now I thought Candice LeRae would be that body for a long time. Yeah. But now we haven't seen Candace. Maybe she's going to come back and be like, I'm spunky and I'm ready to kill. It could be. Or maybe it's going to be, you know, completely left field, which honestly, I'm here for it. Like, surprise me. Shock me. I'm so ready. I would love it if they didn't reveal it until the match. That would be really yes. fun. Like, you're just yes. kind of like waiting. Who's it going to be? Oh, what if it's Beth Phoenix? Mm, that would be brilliant. I would really like it to be Beth Phoenix, especially if her entrance is some sort of Phoenix rising from the ashes shtick. Yes. I would and then really she, like, like that. Tears out Rhea Ripley's extension ponytail yes. that she puts in. Yes. She's like, put some respect on my name, Rhea. Like Predator ripping out the spines. Yes. Of their trophies. I would like, and you know, they prizes. did show Beth. They did show Beth in a video did package they? this week. Yeah. Yeah. There was like a I little flashback. It. So I, th I think they might be sowing some seeds. Oh, I totally missed that unless I somehow absorbed it you subconsciously. Know, you, you took it in, but it didn't serve you. So you moved on. I guess so. That's what we do. That's what we do. So, and then AJ and Finn are having a match at Survivor Series. Yes. Very excited about that. I am as well. Oh, and so we have Rhonda and Shotzi, mm -hmm. AJ and Finn. I thought they might have like the rest of Judgment Day and the rest of um, the OC fight in a match, but yeah. so far they haven't set that up. Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that. It wouldn't surprise me if that's what happens because it feels mm -hmm. like they need something to do. It does, unless they just both show up and commit fuckery during the Finn-AJ match, which is possible. And it would be doing what they do best, if we're being honest. That's true. They are trolls. They are. That's all I had about Survivor Series stuff. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm super looking forward to it. And it talking about who will take that last spot kind of like brings up something that I've been thinking about a lot. Because I'm like, you know, you're not just watching wrestling now. You're trying to talk to other people about wrestling on a broader mm -hmm. platform. And like, are you responsible for reading all the spoilers about who's coming back and who might be coming back and big returns and little returns and like getting this information ahead of time? Or is it mm. still okay to like be surprised on the show? You yeah. know, like, oh, Sarah Logan is here. Oh, Emma is here. You know, and I, I think for me, the answer is going to be that I enjoy those surprises so much that I am not willing to spoil them for myself whenever possible. So I, I can never be like coming up next week. We know that so-and-so is coming. But I don't want to know. I don't want to know that either. Nope. 
I really enjoy not knowing. I, I like even though we're kind of doing this thing, we're still talking to each other as fans, invested fans, but mm-hmm. not like super invested fans where we have to know all the ins and outs all the time. I like the speculation that we do. I like not really knowing what's coming. I think that's a lot of fun. Well, and not to get like too meta about this, but when we started this podcast, the goal was to enjoy wrestling the way that we like to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And for me, it is much more fun to let myself have those little like birthday present surprises. Yeah than it is to be like i know that so and so is coming back and here are my informed predict like i don't care my predictions suck i just want to have fun yeah me too which has scientifically been proven i mean girls just do want to have fun you can see cindy's lopper work that's all we want lopper's work on this never we don't actually want anything else just fun because it's all we really want not a brain in our heads we come home in the middle of the night and our father say, what are Captain we going to do Yes. Is full of rubber bands is yelling at us. Yes. I love so, that. So, yeah. Um, I had one little thing I wanted to add before I we close. Wait. Today is Randy Savage's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Randy Savage. Happy birthday, Macho Man. Oh, yeah. He made the best promos. Seriously. He was such a weirdo. I loved we, it. Uh, we should snap into a Slim Jim in his honor, and I mean oh, that sincerely. God. You can. I hate Slim Jim. Oh, God, I love Slim Jim. They're so oily. They're so yeah. greasy. I tried yeah. one once, and I was like, I, 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 I ate beef jerky growing up that was, like, very tough. And so yeah. I think I expected the Slim Jim to be tough. And it was just, like, kind of soft. Mm-hmm. The inside and, is mush. And oily. And I was like, I can't do it. I want to die. <laughs> I mean, you know, I went on a road trip a couple weekends ago, and I was so excited to find the Savage Size Slim Jim with Randy Savage on the packaging. It was an experience. It delighted me that they still use him for advertising. It's the best. Yes. He's still there. He's still I there. I hope his family gets that money. I hope so, too. Yeah. You know, um, a couple of years ago, we went to the state fair and they had, uh, they have a candy booth and they have things like, you know, chocolate covered potato chips and chocolate covered bacon. And one of the treats they had was chocolate covered Slim Jims. Did you try one? I sure as shit did. I don't remember you telling me about this. Uh, how was it? Weird, but I'd do it again. Was it decent chocolate? No, it never is. Okay. No. Like that horrible, like baker's chocolate or whatever they use. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's not I'm sorry. Best. Someday you'll have gourmet chocolate on top of something weird. Well, you know, I might have to take matters into my own hands, but <laughs> create your own. Mm-hmm. Dip my own. It'll be a bonus episode. <laughs> well, I think that is all for this week on Wrestling is for Girls. Please remember that you can find us at wrestlingisforgirls.com and WIF Girls Pod on Twitter. And you can check out our older episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We hope that you have a great week. 